Welcome to episode 72 of the Montana Values Podcast. In this show, we'll talk all about how the Montana GOP is accepting applications, but normal Republicans need not apply. However, if you're a chauvinist authoritarian, please move to the head of the line. Let's join our host, Tammy Fisher. Chaos is brewing in the Montana Republican Party due to a profound lack of leadership. The wagons are circling and the drivers are shooting inward. It's gotten to the point where central committees are running amok, completely out of control, not following their bylaws, allowing the bullies in their midst to propagate, rise up and take over agendas and meetings with foolish antics. And the Montana GOP leadership sits silent. The Montana GOP is a rudderless ship, and it's circling the drain. We will talk about three examples of these shenanigans. First, we have Brad Sheeta in Missoula. Sheeta is the moron that cries about the Missoula Election Department rigging the vote, despite the fact that Sheeta has never actually watched a vote count. He is convinced there's something amiss in Missoula elections, and he proclaims the same despite all credible evidence and the Republican Secretary of State confirming otherwise. His statements questioning the results of the Missoula election started causing local Republicans to question whether their vote matters, which of course means that Sheeta, as a Republican, is essentially trying to elect Democrats by convincing Republicans their votes don't count. The Republican Central Committee in Missoula had enough of Sheeta's nonsense, so they performed a recount of the Missoula County 2020 votes. Sheeta was invited to attend. He chose not to attend. Sheeta could have given his input on how the recount would be performed, but he chose not to. Yet after the recount confirmed all votes matter, Sheeta continues to protest the election in Missoula County as being rigged. Yet... Yes, he is the henny penny of the legislature. So last week, what does Sheeta do? He tries to overthrow the leadership of the Missoula County Central Committee because they dared to perform an expensive recount to ensure local Republicans that their votes actually matter. And Sheeta has a non-member of the Central Committee ask for the chair's removal and replacement. And mind you, the chair is a woman who has devoted much of her adult life to recruiting and electing Republicans in Montana. She, in fact, is the mother of a very capable Republican legislator. She knows the bylaws of the Republican Central Committee backwards and forwards and could likely recite them chapter and verse to you. She is incredibly organized and devoted to the cause. And for her efforts, Sheeta wants her removed. But Sheeta, in his brilliance, doesn't know the bylaws or apparently Robert's rules of order from a hole in the ground. And yes, this dude is a legislator who knows squat about order. So the attempted coup didn't work this time. But did the Montana GOP leadership condemn Sheeta's actions? Have they ever publicly stated that his election integrity concerns are a heaping pile of horseshit? <laughs> Nope. They sit silent. Next, we have Teresa Manzella in Hamilton. Manzella is also on the election integrity rampage. My guess is she is on the bandwagon because she intends to run for secretary of state. Because, you know, every legislator in Montana who doesn't have a day job 
definitely needs a full-time political position in order to get a state retirement. But what does Manzella do? Well, she hijacked the Ravalli County Central Committee meeting, demanding the committee approve and all precinct captains sign a resolution or letter that they intend to present at the Republican Platform Convention this weekend in Billings. And many acquiesced to the demand, even though the item wasn't on the agenda. So Robert's rules mean nothing to that Central Committee, and no one had a chance to read or discuss the document before signing. And of course, many signed because they fear Manzella and her minions hazing them by calling them rhinos for not yielding to her demand. Here's the letter. Ravalli County Republican Central Committee Resolution adopted July 5th, 2022, whereas the first cornerstone laid in the foundation of our republic was, quote, to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, end quote. That's not true. In solidarity with the Republican Party of Texas, yeah, they're doing well, the Republican Party of Maricopa County, Arizona, also doing really well. And their resolutions to reject the flawed results of the 2020 presidential election, thereby defending against this attack on the constitutionally protected rights of the citizenry and the sanctity of our republic. And whereas we believe the 2020 election violated Article 1 and 2 of the U.S. Constitution, and it didn't, and as documented in Report Summary 19, DP 06, dated August 2020, titled quote, information systems audit, end quote, produced by the, should be in there, Montana Legislative Audit Division documented multiple areas where Montana's election system falls short of, quote, best practices, leaving our election system at risk. And nationally, states circumvented their state legislatures in conducting elections in multiple illegal ways. Also unproven. These illegal acts combined to drastically impact states operating within the law, rendering a constitutionally questionable election. And whereas the 2000 Mules documentary using publicly collected evidence of geo-tracking and municipal video surveillance irrefutably proves election fraud occurred around the country during the 2020 election in the form of ballot trafficking through drop boxes. And whereas in October 2020, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. I didn't know his middle name was Robinette. Did you? I didn't know that either. I didn't know that either. Proclaimed the Democratic Party had developed, quote, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. And, quote, this was not a gaffe or a misstatement. This was an admission as confirmed when he later stated, quote, I don't need you to get me elected, end quote, testifying to the intent to defraud the citizenry was planned. And whereas former Governor Steve Bullock in Executive Order 5-06-2020 illegally suspended state law MCA 13-19-104, which does not allow for all mail ballots, Montana Constitution Article 4, Section 3, Elections. Here now, therefore, be it resolved, the Ravalli County Republican Central Committee of the state of Montana formally rejects the certified results of the 2020 presidential election, and we hold that Joseph Robinette 
Biden Jr. was not legitimately elected by the Electoral College of the United States, even though all of the electoral votes from Montana went to Donald Trump. Apparently we we did something wrong there. All of Montana did something. Okay. We strongly urge Americans to ensure election integrity and accountability steps are in place and enforced by correcting all fraud and weaknesses identified in all states in the 2020 election. And be it further resolved, we ask and encourage the members of the Montana State Legislature to do everything in their power to put the responsibility of election integrity and accountability back into the hands of, oh, there's that statement, we the people, and that the members of the Montana Legislature also do everything in their power to complete any ongoing investigations in the 2020 election to designate and fund, with taxpayer dollars, of course, a standing legislative election committee to put into Montana law that any election machines have all software and hardware fully transparent to the public, that the Montana Secretary of State leave the National Association of Secretaries of State due to the clear conflict of interest generated by election machine manufacturers donating to that organization, and that all monies illegally accepted from the Center for Tech and Civic Life, the CTCL, a.k.a. Zuckerbucks, are returned, and those who accepted those monies are held accountable to Montana Code annotated 13-1-302 and be it finally resolved, we encourage every other Republican state party and county party in these United States of America to issue a similar resolution to reject the 2020 election results. Whose fever dream was this? I don't know. I think that the MyPillow guy gave this to Manzella, and since she is an acolyte of the MyPillow guy, I think she drafted it up. I don't know. But So Manzella is complaining that in 2020, when we had an all-mail-in ballot and Montana voters elected Republicans statewide by a 10 to 20-point margin to virtually all offices, well, she thinks our system was rigged. So she's saying the election system is rigged against Democrats and not Republicans. So she's trying to get election reform so that more Democrats can be elected in Montana, apparently. And she says she's a Republican. And no one on Central Committee in Ravalli County apparently raises the points to her that, A, all politics are local. B, election integrity issues in other states are not present in Montana, as is verified by a Republican-paid recount in Missoula. C, by claiming the 2020 election in Montana was rigged, she believes that the Republican sweep in Montana wasn't legitimate and therefore thinks Democrats got robbed. And D, she is continuing her efforts, which will make Republicans stay home and not vote. That makes sense. And does the Montana GOP leadership condemn her actions now? Nope. Just lets them slide on by. And now... Here's the fun stuff that's happening in Republican Central Committees across the state. They are changing their bylaws to allow for litmus testing of people wishing to join because they are terrified boogeymen in Republican suits will infiltrate their authoritarian units. They are doing this in Ravalli County, Flathead County, and they've already done this, I think, in Cascade County, maybe another place. And can they actually add something into their bylaws that is more restrictive than the state GOP bylaws? No, nope, they can't, but they're going to do it anyway. 
because no one in the Montana GOP leadership says a word. And since the state bylaws don't allow for sanctioning or censuring anyone, well, that doesn't set well with authoritarian-run local central committees. So they're going to litmus test and sanction their way into the purest authoritarian version of themselves they can get. Here's the language they want to include in their bylaws. Sanction. Any RCRCC member may be sanctioned by the RCRCC, provided the issue is addressed in executive session with the findings presented to the RCRCC. Two-thirds affirmative vote of active voting members present are required to sanction a member. Sanction must be prefaced by just cause, such as, but not limited to, support of or participation in an organization or person whose mission or actions are contrary to the bylaws and or platform of the RCRCC. Any RCRCC member, as defined in these bylaws, who publicly supports a candidate that is opposed by an RCRCC-endorsed Republican candidate or publicly supports a non-Republican candidate in a partisan race— may be sanctioned by the RCRCC through a two-thirds vote of active voting members present. Such votes may be called immediately. Removal. An elected RCRCC officer may be subject to censure and or removal from their office for good cause, including support of or participation in an organization or person whose mission or actions are contrary to the bylaws and or platform of the RCRCC. So now the local central committee is going to come up with their own platform. No need to follow the state or national party. Hell no. When you're an authoritarian, you just make up your own platform, slap the word Republican on it, and voila, you control the universe. So this local party who favors less government wants to fully govern its members' political participation. These folks eat hypocrite sandwiches every day for lunch. And so what does a sanction actually mean? Like, it doesn't say what a sanction really means. You're sanctioned. So does that mean they're going to publish that in the newspaper? Like, do you have to wear like the, what was that? The red letter S or something on a T-shirt? No, that's Superman. So you'd have to wear it on a hat? What's the scarlet letter? The scarlet letter. Yeah. So the sanction is the scarlet letter. So you're going to have to wear something that shows people that you're sanctioned, right? Or is this just excommunication or like that's what they didn't follow up with, what a sanction actually means. A sanction, I think, is a censure, but they're trying to label it something else because they know they can't censure anybody. It's fascinating wordsmithing they got going on. And now if you want to run for office in Ravalli County, you must genuflect to the Central Committee. You must be vetted because the Ravalli County Central Committee apparently is clairvoyant, clairvoyant enough to know if you're truly authoritarian or if you're just a run-of-the-mill, less-government Republican. Because us run-of-the-mill, pragmatic Republicans are no longer welcome in the Montana GOP. So here's how the authoritarians in Ravalli County are going to vet candidates. The RCRCC Vetting Committee shall draft standard vetting procedures for evaluating Republican candidates running for partisan Ravalli County elected offices and Republican candidates running for the partisan elected offices of Montana State Representative and Senator, as well as declared candidates for nonpartisan positions. At a minimum, the vetting committee will consider the two-part vetting questionnaire 
I can't read this with a straight face. <laughs> Scoring Rubik's and the vetting interview process. There's a three-part vetting process you got to go through. It's like running the gauntlet. Two-part vetting questionnaire, scoring rubrics, and the vetting interview process (laughs) just to be a candidate. Part one of the questionnaire will address candidate qualifications for the office, sought and pertinent Republican credentials. Part two will be designed to assess the candidate's concurrence with the RCRCC platform and the MSRP platform. Do you know what the Flathead County Republican Central Committee made their candidates do that that they didn't that they weren't aware of? So if they weren't aware of a candidate, they told the <laughs> they told the candidate they had to get nine ex Montana legislatures to vouch for them that they truly are Republican. Really? Is that all? <laughs> That's their vetting process. Did they have to give a blood sample and pee in the cup? Because legislators apparently are the most clairvoyant of all of us in knowing. <laughs> What a Republican is. Please, I wouldn't let most legislators cross the threshold of my door at home. <laughs> the RCRCC may approve the vetting of candidates for races other than those listed. How generous of them. <laughs> the vetting committee may specify modified vetting processes for such candidates, but vetting procedures must still undergo the review and approval processes. But wait, wait now. There are exemptions to the vetting. And who, pray tell, is exempt? Quote, with a two-thirds majority vote, the RCRCC may exempt a legislative incumbent from all or a portion of the vetting procedures, end quote. Oh, hey, you know what that means? You know the person who wrote this? Drum roll, please. Manzella is exempt from her own vetting process that she designed to be implemented in Ravalli County. How convenient. (laughs) And here's some good stuff. After the primary, where Republicans are supposed to coalesce around the primary winner, well, that's now out the window in Ravalli County. It shall be the decision of the RCRCC by a two-thirds majority vote on whether to endorse any vetted Republican candidate for office in a general election. (laughs) A Republican candidate who is subject to vetting can only be endorsed after the vetting procedure has been completed unless the RCRCC votes to exempt a legislative incumbent candidate from the vetting requirement. Even better. If you make it through the primary, the authoritarians in Ravalli County are going to place conditions on your support in the general election. Quote, after the primary election, the resources of the RCRCC may be made available to the endorsed candidate, including financial support. Conditions other than endorsement may be required of the candidate prior to making resources available, end quote. Can you believe that? You make it through the Republican primary. You may even be the endorsed candidate from the Central Committee that made it through the the primary. But after the primary, they're going to sit you down and they're going to place conditions on their continued endorsement of you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good luck with that. Now, fear not, members of the general public. Under these proposed bylaws, you can attend these shit show meetings. Quote, all meetings shall be open and welcoming to the public. Members of the public may be recognized by any precinct representative at any time for topic-specific input. Yeah, good luck trying to do that with Flathead County Central Committee. So, 
Any member of the public can now have input in meetings, sure. right? Uh-huh. Not just the elected membership. So membership means nothing other than you signed up, you got elected, and now your political involvement is fully controlled with an iron grip by the committee. But any Joe blow off the street isn't subject to the same restraints and can participate in meetings. Why the hell would you sign up to be a member? So these committees who are supposed to follow the Republican platform are now using their bylaws, their governing documents, to control their membership. They are adding regulations and restrictions. They are limiting free thought. They are not interested in a Big Ten party. They want anyone who doesn't follow their authoritarian bullshit to be sanctioned and excommunicated. Party of limited government, right? Yep. Sure. They are the true thought police. Yep. And does it matter that local central committees can't have more restrictive bylaws than the state party? No, because no one in leadership at the state party will do anything about it. And that's why the chaos and the alienation of normal people from local Republican parties and the state Republican Party continues. Central Committee's sole goal is to get Republicans elected. That's it. They don't even have to recruit. They're just given the candidates to get elected. They simply are supposed to support financially and publicly Republican candidates. But this tortured attempt at controlling the political lives of every Republican is part and parcel of what authoritarians do. Quote, an authoritarian state is characterized by a strong central government that allows people a limited degree of political freedom. However, the political process, as well as all individual freedom, is controlled by the government without any constitutional accountability. In 1964, Juan José Linz, Professor Emeritus of Sociology and Political Science at Yale University described the four most recognizable characteristics of authoritarian states as limited political freedom with strict government controls imposed on political institutions and groups like legislatures, political parties, and interest groups, a controlling regime that justifies itself to the people as a necessary evil, uniquely capable of coping with easily recognizable societal problems, such as hunger, poverty, and violent insurgency. Strict government imposed constraints on social freedoms such as suppression of political opponents and anti-regime activity. The presence of a ruling executive with vague, shifting, and loosely defined powers. While the People's Republic of China, under Chairman Mao, was considered a totalitarian state, modern-day China is more accurately described as an authoritarian state because its citizens are now allowed some limited personal freedoms. Authoritarian leaders exercise power arbitrarily and without regard to existing laws or constitutional limitations, and typically cannot be replaced by citizens through freely conducted elections. The right to create opposing political parties that might compete for power with the ruling group is either limited or prohibited in authoritarian states. In this manner, authoritarianism stands in fundamental contrast to democracy. So when you hear fake Republicans saying, quote, democracy has failed, like John Fuller, well, he's an authoritarian. When you hear Derek Skies call Montana's constitution a, quote, socialist reg, he's an authoritarian. 
When you hear Manzella say that her election integrity bullshit is citizen-driven and she's merely being responsive to citizens, well, that's just horseshit she made up. And here's what she said. Quote, Senator Manzella told Western Montana News that Ravalli citizens were not moving on from the 2020 election. This resolution was citizen-driven. The evidence is becoming overwhelming and undeniable. Our citizens will not tolerate this being swept under the rug. Citizens demand transparency and accountability, Manzella said. They want confidence in their elections and they want their country back. I'll do everything within my ability to aid them in that worthy cause, end quote. But has Manzella polled the 40,000 residents in Ravalli County? Did she gather signatures from those residents petitioning Central Committee to do something for her horseshit voter integrity resolution? Nope. When the Secretary of State met with Ravalli County commissioners to discuss election integrity, a whopping 20 people out of 40,000 showed up. And in the post-election machine audit, who showed up? One person. And was it Manzella, the queen of election integrity concerns? Nope. She didn't even bother to show up. And what about for the election certification in Ravalli County? Well, two people attended. And neither one was Teresa Manzella. But you know who did attend? Reliably conservative, overwhelmingly Republican, Representative Dave Beatty. So only one legislator in Ravalli County cares enough to be sure election integrity holds. And that, folks, is Dave Beatty, not Teresa Manzella. And so when Manzella says Montana, not the United States, not federal, not other states, but that evidence of election fraud in Montana is overwhelming and undeniable, that's just a lie. Because that would mean that Republicans weren't elected in 2020 by an overwhelming majority. And no one believes, not even Democrats believe, that the 2020 vote in Montana was rigged. And I told you we would have a third scenario. And this one is about how when you normalize deviance, the deviance increases. According to the Flathead County Republican Central Committee website, their mission is, quote, to work hard to elect good Republican candidates that will represent our conservative values. And who are these, quote, good Republicans with, quote, conservative values? Well, they include two dudes named Dave August and David Dunn. Both were candidates for the legislature this year. Dunn failed to win re-election after serving in the Montana House the last go-around in 2020. He tried it again in 2022 and failed again. And as many of you know, I write a column for the Flathead Beacon, and I also write for Lee Enterprises. Well, the most recent column for the Beacon was an analysis of the primary election results. Here's what I wrote. The primary election of 2022 was fascinating. By passing glance, the winners and losers seem obvious. But judging the primary election results without researching the data proves a false impression. For example, in the Flathead County Commission race, while Pam Holmquist crawled across the finish line, she garnered a mere one-third of the vote. The calculations indicate that only 2,000 to 2,400 Democrat-affiliated voters crossed over in the primary to vote a Republican ballot, So this primary was still a very strong Republican-engaged primary. 
the vast majority of primary voters sought to replace Holmquist with another candidate. It appears her win is attributable only to the fact that three other candidates crowded the race. Had the race been between just two candidates, Holmquist likely would not have prevailed. Likewise, in the race for the House district that encompasses Evergreen, David August was the turd in Constance Newman's proverbial punch bowl. Both August and Newman are further right of Tony Brockman, and it was due to a crowded race that Brockman crossed the finish line. Brockman should enjoy his two years in the legislature because if the far right is paying attention, they will wise up and ensure all races in the next election are two-candidate races. Derek Skies narrowly lost his attempt to obtain a public service commission seat to a political newcomer, but longtime activist Annie Bukacek. Bukacek represents the far right as well, with longstanding statewide support from the Montana Pro-Life Network and the Liberty Coalition. As pleased as many of us are that Skies lost, the success of Bukacek represents a lunge further to the right. And of course, it also represents that once again, a candidate with zero relevant experience for the job is likely to obtain a seat on the Public Service Commission. The races without a surprise result were those where the candidates had significant community involvement and were embraced by the community. Courtney Sprunger was strongly endorsed by longtime public servant and current office holder Frank Garner. Tanner Smith roller skated across the finish line, handily beating perpetual candidate Ronald Lee Skies. Her resounding loss makes it clear that Flathead County Republican Central Committee, of which she is chair, has zero credibility and relevance in local elections. The data indicates that Flathead County, save for Whitefish and a couple areas of Kalispell, is veering further right. Without a strong Democratic Party with loads of money and a strong message, the primary results will carry through the general election. And with respect to the most impactful position in the county, we are going to be governed by a commissioner who two-thirds of Flathead County Republicans rejected at the polls. So this is just my analysis, post-election analysis. I do it pretty frequently. Apparently, in response, this is what David August, who was a candidate for the legislature, posted on Facebook and also what David Dunn did to chime in. David August says on his Facebook page that is named Right Said David, it's definitely a good day when the flathead mouth slut runs her mouth about you. Right, flathead mouth slut Tammy Fisher? To which David Dunn replies, Welcome to the club. She is a mean-spirited wench. To which David August replies, Someone needs to take one for the team and give her some. Apparently, her husband must not be getting it done. So Dave August thinks that my analogy or my euphemism was an insult. Did it sound like an insult to you, Mickey? No, you just simply said that he ruined it for Constance Newman. Right. I said he was effective (laughs) at ruining somebody else's chances at getting a seat. That's right. Yes. Okay. And instead of debating that point so that he could clarify, and mind you, I'm not on David August's Facebook. The guy's a wackadoo. So I don't I don't deal with him at all because he's the one that tried to confront me in Central Committee, if you remember that, Mickey, when I wouldn't follow John Fuller's edict to support Greg Gianforte because I don't support criminals for elected office. And Dave August tried to come across the table at me and it was my husband that got in the way and said, knock it off, right? Dave August got on his huffy bike and rode around the room (laughs) over that. (laughs) That's right. So I don't follow his Facebook because... 
Clearly, we're not friends, right? I was sent that from somebody else. So I was sent his posting from somebody else who was concerned about me and my safety, which there's no reason to be concerned about me and my safety. As we all know, I pack heat wherever I go. So (laughs) no need to be concerned about my safety. I'm good. So Dave August thinks my analogy or euphemism was an insult. Instead of debating the point, he chose to slut shame me and insult my husband. And then David Dunn jumps on the bandwagon. Does he jump in and say, hey, man, that's harsh. Read the column. That's not really what she said. Or, hey, man, we probably shouldn't talk about her like that. But I do agree she's mean spirited. Anything like that. Nope. Dunn lets it slide. And then there's piles on calling me a wench. So what do you and I do, Mickey? Well, we publish what August and Dunn wrote publicly. We repost it, republish it so everybody can see what these guys are saying. And we also let the Montana GOP leadership know about the conduct of these two authoritarian dweebs. And what has the local or state GOP leadership done to condemn these actions? Nothing. So now the authoritarians are saying that quiet part out loud. They are a bunch of chauvinistic, slut-shaming buffoons parading around and running for office under the banner of the Republican Party. And the silence from the Montana GOP leadership is deafening because they actually condone this behavior. Let's be honest, folks. Hell, they even embrace it. They don't want intelligent women in their midst. Just chauvinist jerks that believe women who speak should be silenced. That the best way to silence them is to reference their gender and sexuality. And that women who get out of line can be best put in their place by being serviced by their husbands. Can you believe that? These are two guys that want to represent constituents in Helena for the state of Montana. Right. And now we are crystal clear on what their opinion of women is. Absolutely. And I am a victim of nothing. I don't need sympathy. Montana, though, is a victim of a fraud perpetrated by the Montana Republican Party. It is a party that speaks about values and principles, yet holds none. It is a party that says it backs the blue while supporting convicted criminals for elected office. It is a party that speaks about less government, yet seeks to control its members. It is a party that stands silent, all the while allowing and promoting authoritarian hypocrites to positions of leadership. It is a party that embraces misogyny and stand silent when a promoter, a promoter of the Republican platform, which that would be you and I, Mickey. That's correct. We promote the Republican platform. And I'm slut-shamed for providing an election analysis that concludes the state is moving further right. Again, promoting the Republican platform. But the Republican Party is a party with no leadership, no guts, And no glory. The Montana GOP has turned itself into a home for liars, criminals, and chauvinist authoritarians. And the rest of us real Republicans who actually promote and follow the platform? Well, now we're political orphans. Thank you for taking us with you on your journey today. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to the Montana Values Podcast. Consider sponsoring the show by going to our website, 
montanavaluespodcast.com, locating the sponsor page and clicking on the donate button. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at MTValues. Find us on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. What's your favorite Montana value? How do you live it? Write to us. Our email address is montanavaluespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.